0: It is a major bucket list item for me and I'm about to be able to say I can check that box and it's been in the meantime it's been interfering with my ability to do lots of things including the new episodes of this podcast so time to take you behind the scenes give you some explanation let's get this one started. This is the Decide to Leave podcast with Russ Hill. Welcome in to episode number 20 of the Decide to Lead podcast with me, Russ Hill, leadership consultant, coach, author. And we're going to talk more about that piece in just a second and host of this podcast. If you aren't yet following me on social media, I, uh, wow, my, my whole Instagram game has changed in the last few weeks, which I could do a whole episode on, but, um, it's growing It's growing madly, uh, faster than it's ever grown before. And so if you aren't following me on Instagram, just uh, jo- I- I'd love for you to engage with me there. I try to post every day, multiple times, whether it's a story or whether it's the actual post. Instagram TV, we've been starting to post as well. Um, you can follow me at Russ Leeds is my handle on Instagram, at Russ, R-U-S-S, Leeds. Um, okay, well... <laughs> Let me just acknowledge reality here for a moment. So I, uh, I haven't been traveling quite as much lately because of some changes in, in at, at the firm that I work at, and uh, I'm now in heavily involved in the digital product development at our firm. How do we take what we do in person and have been doing in person for 20 years or 30 years and scale it? Digitally, with all the tools that are available today, and so that's a passion of mine. Obviously, technology is and social media, all that stuff, Um, and so that's that's meant that I am traveling less, and so I've been able to work out during the day, take like an hour instead of you know break for lunch, take an hour and go to the gym, and I've been going with my teenage son who's a senior in high school, about to graduate, my teenage daughter, um, and my wife sometimes. So usually it's Tyler and I, my teenage son and I, my 17-year-old. McKenna comes, with my, she's my 15-year-old. She comes once or twice a week with us. And, uh, and usually my wife works out at the same time as us, maybe once a week. Anyway, point of the story is, so I'm working out with Tyler and, you know, we all have our headphones in and Tyler, and I, the, this week I'm asking Tyler, hey, what are you listening to? And he's a huge fan. I turned him on like a month ago to um, Colin Cowherd because Tyler's a big sports fan. And I I, I don't know how I hadn't shared with him Colin Cowherd and uh, his podcast, his sports podcast, which um, is awesome. And so Tyler's been listening to that. And so I I asked him because I didn't know if he was listening to music or if he was listening to Colin or what. Um, And he says, well, I'm not listening. (laughs) This is in the gym in between sets. And I'm asking Tyler. Um, What are you listening to? And he says, well, I'm not listening to your podcast. I'm like, ouch. And he goes, yeah, because you're not putting out any new episodes. What have you been doing? (laughs) When when your teenage son's busting you on that, that the reality of right now, you're not doing enough of these podcast episodes, that hurts. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm joking, Um, but Tyler totally should have done that. And uh, and so I'm recording this one today. Hey, let me just clue you on what's happening right now, because I feel terrible about this. And um, because I love having the the engagement, I, I, I get comments on Instagram and uh, an email every day from people that listen to the podcast. And here I am not serving that need. In fact, I get people that want to be guests on the podcast and have questions about it. So I, I'm, And I see the numbers. Um, in the analytics behind the scenes. And I know what kind of traffic's happening. And yet here I am not serving that audience. And so let me just clue you in real quick. I don't usually like to make this about me as much as my observations, what I'm learning and tips, but I I think this might be helpful. And then I'm going to get into some tips. So I am about to publish my first ever book. I've mentioned it casually in here on the podcast in previous episodes, but I haven't talked about it much because I don't want it to feel salesy and none of this is designed to sell a book. In fact, my book's not going to sell for very much because I don't really care about the money from the book. I care about the reach of the audience, the people that I'm able to help. This is a cause for me. Yeah, there's a business model to it in helping people in consulting that I do for a living and all that sort of thing, but that, but it's bigger than that. And so um, this is a project. This book is called, the same thing as a podcast, Decide. To lead and the same time I launched the podcast is the same time I thought about I need to I need to finally write this book that I've wanted to write for so long and I started so on late night plane rides home I'd take out the laptop when I really wanted to sleep or watch a movie and I'd spend an hour or two just typing 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 in a hotel late at night after I got caught up on emails I'd type 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 type. On a weekend, you know, when the kids are gone and my wife's doing something and whatever else type, 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 type. And um, I wanted the book to come out a long time ago. And uh, and just the reality has been that it took a long time to write it. And and one of the things I've learned as a first time book author is and I've heard this from some of my friends who are New York Times bestsellers. Um, and, and people that I'm not friends with, but who have talked, I've, I've listened to podcast episodes or read interviews or whatever else with them about their first books. These are wildly successful authors. And they say, um, they've given me tips. So one of the things, the challenges that they talk about is the book's never perfect. And if you allow yourself to fall into the trap of rewriting and rewriting and rewriting, you'll get caught up in that. And I have (laughs) totally been caught up in that. I've written the, the introduction to the book, like 15 times. Because I needed to change it, and I'm not talking enough to that. And no, that story shouldn't be in there, but I've got to include this. And and you, you just you, what I've discovered is it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be the finished product you want it to be. It's just got to be done at some point. And so right now, it's in the hands of the copy setter or the typesetter who lays it all out, puts in different graphics, all that. A guy in in France. That we're using, who's really, really good, and he should be done with it tomorrow when I'm recording this he should be done with it tomorrow and um and then it will be everything's ready to go with Amazon, everything's ready to go with another publisher we're using as well. It's all set and um and it's all gonna be uploaded as it looks right now tomorrow, and so I've just decided over the last few weeks there are some massive projects and product releases at work. At, at the firm that I work for that I've been really busy with. And then um, in the time I have outside of that, my personal time, I've decided I'm cut back on everything and just finish the book. Get it done. Get, o- get over the goal line. Get into the end zone. You got to quit talking about this and and actually do it. And so I'm super excited about the fact that this is going to be done. I was looking through it today and I went – this is like incredible. For me it's a it's a bucket list item. It's something I've wanted to do forever. Not because I wanted to sell, not because I care about anyone. I just these are thoughts that I've had, things that I've learned the hard way that I wanted to have on the record in a permanent way that could be left long after I am dead and gone. And, um, and, and I wanted my kids to have it, to be honest with you and people in future generations related to me to be able to, not that it's some profound or wonderful, amazing thing that's going to change your lives. Although I actually think it can. Um, and I say that in all humility, be, just because of the impact, the lessons, the book contains lessons I've learned working with tens of thousands of leaders. The book is about what I've learn through tripping and falling and making every stinking mistake possible as a leader and when I use the term leader I'm talking about as a dad as a leader of people at church as a leader uh, I mean I talk about stories in the book about counseling people where I'm leading people who have drug addictions that's who I'm interacting with and I feel the responsibility and the weight of saving their life literally. And then I talk about business turnaround projects in corporate America that I was responsible for and the sleepless nights. And what did I learn by having the lowest employee engagement scores of the entire national broadcast company that I worked for? What did I learn in all those years, two decades of trying to lead people? That's what the book's about. And so it's observations, lessons I've learned over the last several years, flying from Sydney to Singapore to London to Kansas City, spending a time on 100, over 150 airplanes a year, interacting with tens of thousands of leaders. And we're talking about like three of the top, top Fortune 10 companies. So these are senior executives of the biggest companies in the world and I'm in the boardroom or I'm on stage with them or I'm on the phone with them and I'm coaching and I'm listening and I'm observing and some of them are train wrecks because they aren't liked and they're producing terrible results and others are visionaries and brilliant and trendsetters and mid-level managers, not just senior executives and entrepreneurs and and frontline supervisors. And so the book's about my observations from that as well as my own experience trying to lead people. And (laughs) can you sense my passion about it? So it's a major work for me. And uh, it's my first of many books because there are lots of topics I want to get to. And um, I wanted this book to be tight and concise and something someone could read in one or two or three nights I wanted it to be paperback. I wanted it to be something you could stuff in a bag or wherever and just pull it out and be able to read a few chapters and the chapters to be short. I didn't want any filler. I've got uh, two friends right now that are writing a book that's guaranteed to be New York Times bestseller and and, and because you can buy that label um, with publishers, they will guarantee you if you pay a certain amount of money. It's kind of part of the background scene of it, um, of what happens in the publishing world. And and the, the this publisher is coming to these friends of mine who are writing this book, and it's a great book. But they keep saying because uh, I've read the manuscripts and I've given feedback on it over the last year that they've been writing it. And the publisher keeps going back to them and saying, no, 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 no you need to add three thousand more words to that chapter. And these friends of mine are going, well, we don't that's the chapter contains what we want to say. We don't want to say anything more than that. That's what we want to say. Nope. We need 3000 more words on that chapter because it has to look big. We need the book thicker. And I am, I am like, and it's driving these friends of mine nuts. Like they're so frustrated with the publisher about this. I wanted none of that. I don't want there to be a single sentence, a single paragraph in the book that I publish that I don't feel has value. I'm not going to sit down and write 3000 or 10,000 more words just because somebody thinks it needs to be thicker. And so the book's concise and it's tight and, and, and it's, and, and I hope, I hope life changing and it's coming out within the next eight weeks. So if you're wondering why I haven't been doing a podcast as regularly, I'm trying to figure out how to do all these things and I'm sure you can relate, you know, the side hustles that you're doing, your main job, the parenting, the spouse, the, the, all of it. Um, you know that's what we 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 all have to figure out in life. How do we balance all of that? So there are a few things that haven't gotten as much attention, and this podcast is one of them. So forgive me for being so making this episode so much about me. It it almost makes me want, makes me want to puke because I can't stand when podcasts are just about the host because I listen to a lot of these. And uh, and so I, I but I but at the same time, I wanted you to, to kind of be behind the scenes and understand what's going on and why I haven't been serving those of you that are that are faithfully listening to this every week. And you're wondering, hello, Russ, where where have you been? So um, the cadence is going to pick back up and and there's going to be a lot of content that I have coming your way because I've got a podcast for each part of the book. And I want to share it all with you. And I'm not ready to do that until it's published. So, but I did, I did today want to, so I want to take you behind the scenes, kind of give you some info and may, maybe you'll find some interest in the, the journey to writing a book that I've been, that I've been sharing with you. I think it's interesting, but may, for whatever, whatever reason, maybe you will as well. And, um, and then give you some explanation of why, why the cadence has been off a little bit. But before we run, I, I want to add some actual value, like s- something you can walk away and go, oh, I learned something um, besides all that interesting be- behind the scenes stuff. So I want to I want to I want to take you inside something I did actually write in the book. And it's early in the book. And it's it's a uh, it's a, a an experience I had that we can all learn from. And um and so the book is, as I said, is the same title as as the uh, podcast decide to lead. The reason I'm so passionate about those three words, that phrase, decide to lead, is because I do think that leadership is a choice, not a title or a position. Um, And so it's a choice that you make. You can be given some um, responsibility. I can put you in charge of that team of five or ten or whatever else or in charge of some kids that you have or whatever else. You could you could have some some responsibility for a group of people or some outcome, a result, but um, you know a revenue number or uh, whatever it is. But that doesn't make you a leader. That just makes you someone responsible for that thing. And you have to decide whether you want to lead. And so I'm, I, I have to be careful not to dig too deep <laughs> into the book because I'm so passionate about and and I've been so deep in it. Um, over the last uh, long time, but um, and so part of the book is about the word even leader and how the word leader we, we use so casually and it we, it just is a throwaway term. Well, he's a leader at that company or their leader. She's the leader of this team, whatever. And they really aren't. And so the word is is losing its meaning and leader means you're actually you've got a destination, There's somewhere you're taking us and as members of your team and you've, you've thought about it and you've put some effort into considering that and, and you're making an effort to take us there. And I go into detail and help leaders understand how to do that in the book, because I, in my work with leaders over the last several years, managers and executives around the world in all industries, I've just seen so few leaders, true leaders, they don't know what the destination is. They're just trying to fight through today because no one ever taught them. No one ever trained them. No one ever helped them understand what leadership really means. The companies aren't investing time, investing in them on, on how to be a leader. They just promote them, put them into a, stick them in a position and say, stink and deliver these results. And why aren't you doing it? And, uh, and so part of my life's work now is, and has been over the last, since I joined the firm, but it's become much more meaningful to me and it's driven me much more over the last few years is to got to help those people. And, and it's the reason why I stand up in front of a group of people. I stand on a stage and there might be 40 people in the room or or 4,000 people in the room, and they, they give this massive applause at the end of the day that we spend or the four hours we spend together. And I started to realize, Russ, you're actually not that good. <laughs> the, the, the sustained applause and the, the line of people telling you thank you is just because they're so glad someone actually helped them, is giving them something to think about. And so don't let it go to your head, Russ, and don't think that you or your firm or the content or whatever else is that good. It is, by the way. I think it's good, but it's not that good. It's just that these people are starving for any help in leading people. So the story, when I was a teenager, take you back to those days, San Antonio, Texas, is where I was going to high school. My dad had just retired from the U.S. Army. And he and my mom decided they were going to retire in San Antonio because my dad's parents were getting old and they needed to be close by and lots of military bases at the time in San Antonio. And so as a retired military, retired soldier, they had access to the health care and everything else that was there. And we had spent time in San Antonio um, in previous tours of duty. that My dad been assigned there. So we were living there. And uh, I was, as I've talked about before, shy, quiet completely absent of confidence in high school. I mean, I look at pictures and go, wow, that is a nerd. <laughs> oh, and I was the guy that never raised his hand in class. And it wasn't, I mean, I was happy, totally a happy kid, but, um, but shy and unsure. And, and, then uh, from the earliest time I can remember, I wanted to be a news reporter. And so I told this story in the book, And I I wanted to be a reporter. And one day when I was out shooting some hoops on our oil stained driveway in a in in our subdivision in the north side of San Antonio, um, a car pulled up and a man who I recognized got out. He left the car running. He pulled up kind of halfway into the driveway, walked up the driveway. So I'm bouncing the basketball. And he was wearing slacks and a button-up shirt looking nice. It was Saturday. And uh, and he said to me, Russell, um, I understand you want to be in the news business. You've got interest in the news business. And is that right? I said, absolutely, totally, yeah. I totally want to get in the news business. Well, and, I, and would you like to come down to the TV station with me? One of these weekends. Now, this man I recognized from church, he was a leader in our congregation and he, um, he was an anchor, a reporter and anchor for the local NBC television affiliate in San Antonio. So, weekday reporter and a weekend anchor for the NBC station. And I, I had never – I don't remember before then ever having a one-on-one conversation with him. I just would see him as a leader in our congregation. He was a volunteer um, in the church that I am a member of. And so I knew him as his TV personality and, and kind of celebrity, if you will, in our neighborhood and, and at our church. And so now here he was at the end of my driveway asking me, hey, you're interested in the news business? Why don't you come down with me to the the TV station sometime? well, how do you think I responded to that? <laughs> I mean, I'm like wanting to faint, like, you know, wait, is this really happening? Did, who asked you to do this? And I actually didn't even care about any of that. I just told him, yes. And, um, and then, you know, with the conversation went on, we talked about, we would, we would work it out when, when it would happen and all that, that, well, let me finish the story and then I'll go back and give you some perspective on it. Um, so I, I went down within a few weeks. I went down. He picked me up on a Saturday morning. I was dressed up in nicer clothes that I had. And he took me down to the TV station and I geeked out all day. I just watched him and we went out and covered some news stories. I went in the news truck with his photographer and him and they went out and did it. And I just quietly, you know, stood on the side and watched and, and I, 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 I sat in the, in the studio with the bright lights and all the, the TV cameras in there as they went live at 10 o'clock. And I'm just, like dying that I'm there. I can't believe that I'm having this experience. And, um, and the man's name is Art Rascone. He's a TV anchor in Houston now and has been for a long time. He went on after that experience to work for the CBS evening news. He was a correspondent on Dan rather's nightly broadcast. And ultimately he has ended up. And so he's traveled the world and covered everything imaginable and, uh, and and now he's 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 been in Houston as a TV anchor for a while. Um, and I could go on and tell more about this story, but um, I just want to get to the point of it. Uh, it Art Risk change my life. That moment when he stopped at my driveway was a life changing event. And in the book, the way I tell the story, and it's absolutely um, how I view it, that was a man, an individual, a really good man, by the way, deciding to be a leader in my life, to to offer to help. Was he assigned, you know, to to look at? No. Was he the formal leader at work? No. But he had made a decision that you know what I think I'm going to try to make for whatever reason. I still to this day don't know why. What drove him to do that? And, um, and Art and I went on to have different experiences. We covered the he, – he, in the book, I talk about how I went out to L.A. because he became a, a, an anchor and reporter in L.A., Los Angeles. And and when the Rodney King riots happened, he he got me out there. And so I'm 18 years old, and I'm live on television as a reporter at 18 – Just out of high school because of art, because and there's more details in the book about how that unfolded and what happened between that that day, that Saturday on the driveway when he stopped by and when I ended up being anyway, art made a difference and in my life. And so because he made a decision that he wanted to impact it and he wanted to help lead me to a destination that I actually wanted to get to. And he it was his choice And that, that's, that's what the book is all about. And that's, that's what, it's not all about that, but that's one story I tell in it, in the early part of the book about this decision that people make to lead. So that, that's a personal application or personal uh, impact of someone deciding to lead. And, uh, and then the rest of the book talks a lot about organizations and companies and teams and how do you get them to achieve the result that you want to. But um, that, that, that's what I've been working on, (laughs) I guess is my point. And so, my question to you on this podcast would be, and we'll get deeper into this in the future episodes when the book book has come out. Have you made that decision um, in any in in different areas of your life, whether it's somewhere you volunteer um, or your family or? the team you lead at the company you own or the team you're a supervisor on or you don't have a management position right now but you want to make a difference in people's lives whether it's like so it doesn't have to be as dramatic as what art did for me but have you made that decision and then we'll get into this in future episodes when I go through each chapter with you but have you do you know the destination and 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 there's lots more well I could go on forever okay so that's what I've been working on and um, more episodes in the weeks to come, but just know it's going to be a little bit off over the next few weeks. And, um, but then we're going to get into this cadence because I'll have the machine, the machine rolling. All right. So hope you're doing well. Make sure you connect with me on social media at Russ leads on Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, and you can uh, Facebook back um, Facebook. You can just type in Russ Hill or Russ Leeds too. And, and you'll find me. So um, look, hope, hopefully you've already done that if you haven't I'd love for you to connect with me there and uh, hope you're having a great week and hope that you're, you'll make the decision to lead we'll talk to you soon everybody Bye-bye.